Welcome to Seeds of Hope. Listen now to this encouraging and uplifting message of faith and trust in our Lord, shared by Father Mike Moore. I heard this story when I was a kid. And you have to think about the fact that it happened up north. So if you go to the restaurant up north, when you walk in the front doors, a lot of them had uh, racks or hooks on the wall. So you could put your hat and you could put your coat there while you went to go eat. So there's these two guys having lunch there. And the one guy says to the other one after a while, he said, hey, look at that sign. The other guy said, what sign? That sign that says, watch your hat and coat. So he said, so? Well, while I was watching my hat and coat, somebody stole my sandwich. (laughs) So the other guy says, well, stop watching our coats and our hats. Oh, I'm not watching yours. Yours left about 15 minutes ago. (laughs) The reason I tell that story is because it relates to the first reading today from Ezekiel, the prophet, about responsibility. He didn't care about that other guy's hat and coat. So, you know, as a Christian, we can't say, really, I don't care what other people do. They want to walk off a cliff? Let them walk. Well, that's, that's not Christian. That's not love. In fact, God says to the prophet Ezekiel, if you see your brother doing something evil, walking towards a cliff, and you don't do anything about it, I'm going to hold you responsible too. You can't just let them walk off the cliff. You can't just let them ruin their life. you got a responsibility. Now, that's not easy to live, is it? Then in the gospel reading... Jesus is talking about fraternal correction. Somebody sins against you, he has very precise things that the person's supposed to do if that happens. Now, I think it's important to consider the context of the scriptures when we look at what he tells people to do. Because a lot of times, people can take out a phrase or a line out of scripture, and without the context, they can be so misinterpreted or so misused. So what does Jesus tell people to do? If somebody sins against you, hurts you, either by the things they say or the actions they have, go talk to them. See if you can work it out. That's the best way. And he says, if it, if it works out, you've won your brother back. Then the next one, he says, if that doesn't work, get two or three other people. And listen to what he says, though. So that every fact may be established by two or three witnesses. Go reason with them. Not calling them names. Not bringing up old grudges. Not assigning motive to them. These are all things that happen way too much today in our society. No. Stick to the facts. See if you can work it out by presenting the facts. Then he said, if that doesn't work, go to the church. Now, the church doesn't mean a bishop and priest. It was the community. 
And if that doesn't work, he says, treat them like a Gentile or a tax collector. That's where we need the context. Because how did Jesus deal with the Gentiles and the tax collectors? We just had a few weeks ago the story of the woman who was a Gentile begging Jesus to cure her daughter. And he says, it's not right to give the food for the Israelites to the dogs. And she says, well, even the dogs get the scraps. And he says to her, this Gentile woman, you have great faith. Your daughter will be cured. That's how Jesus dealt with the Gentiles. How did he deal with the tax collectors? This is in the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew was a tax collector. He called Matthew. He's not saying give up on them. He's saying you still love them. You're still reaching out to them. You're still trying to bring them back. That's what Jesus recommends. Now, I told you before that back when I was teaching in the seminary, one of my colleagues says, let's make a pact, P-A-C-T. If we see anything wrong in the other person, we're giving each other permission to bring it up. Many of you are in automatic packs. You're married. That's a pact. But this only works if both people are willing to be in the pact and follow a few principles on how to give fraternal correction. Because that is just not easy, right? You try to do it sometimes. People get defensive right away. Get argument starts. How are we supposed to do this? I want to relate to you an incident that happened over 20 years ago in my life. I still think about this kid. He was a teenager, a student at Jesuit. His first name was Jorge. This was back when I was pastor of Christ the King. And he saw me after Mass. He offered fraternal correction. I would give him an A+. Here's what happened. He saw me in the back. And I knew him. He said, Father, you give really good homilies. But I want to offer you one suggestion. I was like, wow. He said, a lot of times you start out saying a sentence and then you stop. You interrupt yourself, and then you start a new sentence. Your homilies would be even better if you didn't do that, if you just started a sentence and kept going with it. And when I heard it, I must tell you, I didn't know I was doing it. He is absolutely correct. You know what the problem is? Sad to say, I talk faster than I think. I just don't have a fast mind. <laughs> I just got to slow down. But it was great fraternal correction. I'm still so thankful that he did that. He followed these four rules. He probably prayed about this before he's going to go up to his pastor and tell him, hey, you're not talking right. And the next thing he did is he started out in a positive way. You, you, you give good homilies. And he said what he said, calmly, kindly, and didn't say too much. He just said that piece. And I was able to take it and thank him. So he prayed about it. 
He was calm and kind. He didn't say too much. And then he let it go. He never came back to tell me that again. Because when you're in the pact, if I keep bringing the thing up again and again, that's called nagging. That's not fraternal correction. It was perfect. Here's two questions to ponder. Are you open to fraternal correction? Have I ever let somebody tell me something and I said, you know what, they're right? Am I open to it? Secondly, was there ever a moment when I had the courage to try to help somebody else in that way? Even though I might risk being rebuffed or not being heard, did I ever have the courage to do it? That's what we're hearing in Ezekiel. That's what we're hearing from Jesus. That's a part of what it means to love. Dear Lord, give us the courage always to seek the truth. Help us when we need to help each other, not to let them go into danger without some reaching out to them. And give us the grace to be open when people come to us with things we need to hear so that we may all come closer to you each day. Amen. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone you know. God bless you. If you would like to subscribe to the Seeds of Hope Reflections, just search Seeds of Hope with Father Mike in your web browser or wherever podcasts are available.